This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with the volleyball version of the Pirate Podcast. I should say a volleyball Region 1-5A tournament version of the Pirate Podcast with Dana Hill, who got the program to break through the history. And I I loved what you said afterwards the other night. You were proud of your girls, but you've been here long enough. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. You kind of mentioned how this is also kind of a tip of the cap to all those girls, to Carly, to all the people who yeah. helped build the foundation. Oh, yeah. We, you know, we definitely, this group of girls is, is not, um, um, I guess, the, the groundbreaking. Um, I mean, we have just been on the backs of so many great people before before us, great coaches, great um, players that have just kind of set us up to have the success we're having. And so we couldn't be doing what we're doing now if it hadn't have been for the preparation and the hard work and the grit and the grind that all the teams and coaches before us have put in place. So I'm trying to remember the timing of when you got here because I remember when I, when I met Carly and some of the girls the first year, that was the year after they had beaten Amarillo High in the regular season and maybe beaten Randall because Randall was on their run. Mm-hmm. So they had kind of, to me, that's where you start the breakthroughs. It doesn't, doesn't happen overnot there's, there's There's not a, level, a lot of level land basketball programs that just <laughs> do it all the time. You have to kind of take those early steps, and now you're starting to see the progress. Yes, I mean, it just early on, and when I got here, I think is that was the um, first year that we beat um, – Amarillo High here, and like you said, Randall. So um, just the process and to see the process and the growth and just the belief in this program that these kids have just um, stayed the course and really believed and bought in to the process in which it takes. And like you said, it did not happen overnight. And it's, um, you know, just to put a stamp that Lubbock Cooper Volleyball is is good. Um, and it was really, I think, um, huge for us to get over this third round kind of woes and um but we just we don't want to be satisfied with that we want to keep going and and hopefully keep playing you and I were just talking in your sport when you got to that fifth set the other night your girls you have older girls especially Mm -hmm. I always talk about the I don't know what you call them like the fab four or whatever the seniors (laughs) who do so much and have been around for so long and stepped into big roles when they after having to wait their turn for some of them Yes. You And I watched you from above, and not that I'm like Dr. Phil and know all the psychology, <laughs> but I could see your body language. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't fire and brimstone. It wasn't win one for the Gipper. You could yeah. tell you were calm, and that, and I asked you, I've asked you twice now, you seem to pass on that calmness to your girls, or maybe you guys passed it back and forth. Yeah, and, and we talked about wanting to be each other's calm and, and just to um, – believe in the fact that we felt like we were prepared that we felt like we had a game plan um was that always going to work no were we going to have to make game time adjustments even point to point adjustments yes and so we talked about you know there's five coaches on the bench and at any given time you're going to be given you know maybe a directive do this this time but hey this time we got to do this and so we needed everybody to be calm um, in that so that when we're giving that feedback to you, you're able to understand it, process, and then go execute. So um, we really focused on that a whole lot over not just last week, but just 
you know, pretty much since district and losing that last district mm-hmm. game, we felt like we were real chaotic in that last game and, and not just a replica of what we usually do. So um, that's just kind of been, like I said, something that we've really harped on. Um, and just because of the magnitude of the game. And, you know, we we already knew that nerves were going to be there, that, you know, it was it's it's a big game. Anytime you play Emerald High and, and you've got so much on the line, you know, trying to get to the regional tournament, um, nerves are going to be there, and that's to be expected. But we didn't want the nerves to take over what we do daily. So, um, again, we're so glad of our girls for their preparation and how hard they've worked and the belief that they've put in us as a coaching staff and in, in each other, too. Um, it takes both to be successful. I, I know the the way you would answer this because you're a coach and your stomach's in knots, whether you're calm or not over there. But the way that fifth set went back and forth, back and forth early on, to me that almost helped your girls. They they couldn't think too much about mm-hmm. we've gotten too far ahead or we're, we're, we're ahead, we're going to win this or we're going to have to – it was just like – for several minutes there, it was nobody was going to blink. No, nobody. It went back and forth, and they'd side out, and we'd side out, and um, we just talked about having to be the first to five, and first to ten, and first to fifteen, and just to not so that we wouldn't have to really play from behind. And, and I thought we did a good job of that, and just handling the the, the atmosphere. I thought we did a, a pretty good job of that, and it was really good. It was good to be battle tested, especially going into this regional tournament. You know, at this point, definitely no one is here by mistake, and so we're gonna face some tough competition. And um, you know, there were times in my stomach it was definitely in knots, but um, like I said, when I saw you know just the energy that the girls were playing with and their just sheer determination and grit and just. Um, you could just tell they wanted this game. And so um, that helped to even calm and settle me, um, just to know that we were going to be okay. And even when they made the runs that they made, um, they seemed to just to handle it pretty well. And so that was uh, that was reassuring to me. So in baseball, teams like to get an extra, like an insurance run late in mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. When you guys got that two-point cushion, I think nine to seven, Right. that seemed huge. It really did, um, and I think that's when probably my stomach was the worst. You know, it's like, okay, well, now we're up to – because we kept going and trading points, yes. and so it was nice to have that little – that cushion, you know, and then we went up. I think we got to 10, and then I think – I remember Demaya hit it out. Twice in a row. Twice okay. in a row. The reason I know that is because I watched you two. I, I'm entertained by you and Demaya's <laughs> interaction, I, and I watched you two. She hit it out twice. And she sort of looked over. So she didn't want to look directly at right, you. Right, right. And you gave her either the mom or the coach look. I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe it was both. And I could and remember that I just did my hands like that. And that yes. just means just calm down. Just, and she did. People hit it out all the time. It happens in volleyball. We don't always get it into, into the playing field. But, um, you know, and then uh, she had our setters talking to her just as they do every play, telling, you know, our hitters what they're going to do. And so – I asked her to just focus on her setters. Don't worry about anything else going on. Um, just put the ball where you can next time. Yeah. She was like Aaron Judge trying to hit home run <laughs> number such, 61. We don't need it to the back wall. Yeah. Hey, we just need the ball in play. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's we tell them a point is a point is a point. So whether it's your tipping or it's an off shot or off speed shot, you know, all those still score. And so as much as, yeah, you want to just knock the fire out of the ball, it's not always necessary. 
which is a good segue because I want to talk about Kennedy, Kennedy Venable mm-hmm. and the key that she was in that game. I know you're a basketball fan. You know the movie Hoosiers mm-hmm. when Ollie has to go hit the free throw. <laughs> now, Kennedy's much more athletic than Ollie. For sure. <laughs> but she was kind of your hidden, your secret weapon. And I know she's had big moments all season long. And you've talked about being intentional, getting other people involved. Well, she took that. Maybe she's not like Ollie. She's like the uh, the kid who... Strap, who, who, <laughs> who said the prayer and they couldn't get him to go onto the yes. court, and then all of a sudden he's doing all kinds of stuff because she took over at she times. Did. And it wasn't, she wasn't, maybe she's capable, I don't know, you can tell me, she wasn't trying to hit the ball through the wall. She was very smartly, and uh, Paige mentioned this afterwards, she was very smart about placing the mm-hmm. ball. And she, and we, um, just in our game planning, we knew that we were going to have to have the ball in other people's hands besides our outsides, and that's just um, really any game we play, you know. Um, and it's so neat to see her kind of just kind of say, hey, I this, I got this. And so, yeah, she didn't go. We don't have to do a lot of trickery or just, you know, this outlandish things. You know, she just put the ball where they weren't, and it was just huge. And in fact, the very last play of the game, our little sneaky little page, yes, <laughs> was um, looking at Demaya on purpose and saying, hey, I'm going to set you, and I'm going to give you this ball. I need you to put it down. And uh, you could tell that, I guess, the opposing team was looking at Paige tell her that. And so I it's think like a everybody ball, ball, no look pass. Right. I think everybody in the gym expected where that ball was going to go, and it didn't go there, and it just – it could, I, we couldn't have written a better script for that last play. It was kind of just how you draw it up, and, and it worked. So. so I'm no more Steven Spielberg than Dr. Phil, but I happened to video that last point, and yes, that's, I was able I to write that. off of that. Mm-hmm. Because you could see Paige looking at it. I couldn't see her if she was verbalizing, but you could see her, and then all of a sudden her eyes went up, mm-hmm. and you knew. And, yeah, she, and I didn't realize it until I watched the video, kind of how intentional she was in, in that aspect of um, really kind of setting the defense up um, in a way that I think played huge for us. So um, it is so good to see Kennedy and, and her progress that she's made this year. Um, she's just really bought in um, to that new position. That's not a position that she normally plays. And so that has been um, just really as a coach, it's just been great to see. Um, you know, we always, there's times when we ask kids to do, you know, not necessarily what, they're used to or comfortable with and she has definitely taken that and ran with it so it's just been nice to see that that growth in her as a player and she was very honest too when I asked her she said that she was terrified oh with, yeah with balls coming to her I can't imagine and, and we talked as a coaching staff you know I know that we were in knots and nervous and all the things I said but we can't imagine how those girls feel you know just you know they they carry so much pressure on themselves and just you know, wanting to perform and, and do well. And so to see her come out, and she had 15 kills, I think it was. Right. Um, was... A, a, she never had that many. So that that was – it couldn't have happened at a better time. And so – And it wasn't like your your two Cadillacs were in the shop. I mean, no. I mean, two... Culp had 19. I think Demaya had 15. Yep. And so they still got their numbers and, and then some. Um, you know, we set goals for each um, each game, and I think Kennedy's goals was seven, um, just to get seven kills this game. And uh, she 
she went well over that, and, and I think that was the difference in the game for us. In fact, and I mentioned this too in the store, she set the tone. Her and Paige set a tone early because mm-hmm. I think Hope had the first two kills, and then Kennedy had three in a row, and even though you lost that first set, right. that gets in that defense's head or the off- however they're going to approach you. Yeah, and really I had to start factoring that in. Yeah, for sure. It really does because, you know, like people um, people uh, always, you know, expect our – bigs you know for us to go to and of course we do when we can and but to have other options is is really good as well so you have to switch gears now yes in, in a sense i know you want to keep you talked about you still want to keep climbing but you talked about the stress and the pressure on your girls that's by the wayside in one way mm-hmm. now it's like okay we've finished dinner now what we got for dessert yeah you know we we're gonna pl- face a tough Colleyville Heritage team, um, you know, they're, like I said, at this point, you know, everybody's, everybody's been playing well to get to this point. And so we've got our work cut out for us. I think we're up for the challenge. Um, it'll take us playing together and playing, you know, real disciplined volleyball um, on Friday. But um, I like our chances. I think, you know, um, what we're going to, we watched some film yesterday and kind of thought, you know, thought some things through and showed them some things about the opponent that we're going to play. And so we've never played this team before. So just to give them a, an idea and, and at the same time not to overthink it and, and to overcomplicate things. You know, they this group knows what's before them. They know what they have to do. And so um, we're, we're going to just try to go out Friday and, and do the things necessary to be playing on Saturday. You kind of, it's like you've climbed the mountaintop. There's not a lot of time to... Yeah. sit around and look at the view you still no. gotta yeah we still gotta go you know because if we can get this win on, on tomorrow then we'll have um another tough game on saturday and so um you know just to put yourselves in a position to win and do the things that it takes to to be playing next week so take me back to when max offered you this job max catwinkle the love cooper athletic director in your wildest imagination did you think right away I want to make sure that I help this team. I'm sure you thought that's what you wanted to do. Did you think it was realistic? I mean, you, you knew one of the players pretty well. Right. You knew right. all the players pretty yeah. well, but you, you you could kind of get their pulse on a daily basis all off season. Did you feel like this was achievable? Well, you know, I knew that, you know, because, like I said, because of what has already been here and just the rich tradition for Lubbock Cooper Volleyball, I knew that um, – if there were some a few things done, you know, just you know the culture of the program and just the buy-in and just to you know show the girls that um, there's nothing that they can't do if they believe in us and them and themselves, you know that was already here. So it was just about enhancing those things. Um, you never know how a team's going to come together and how they're going to gel, um, and so to have it. it my first year be a year like this is it's just it's very rewarding um we've put in a lot of hard work you know people don't understand you know kind of what goes on behind the scenes but um and not just us as a coaching staff but these girls have um turned another level they've really um they want it they want to win and, and that makes you know life pretty easy for us when you've got kids with that type of mentality so um, to say, to be honest, and say I thought we'd be sitting here, I don't, I don't think I thought that. I mean, I tried not to think too far um, ahead. You know, we set very small, realistic, reachable goals. You know, first being district champs, and then 
the next one I think was, you know, just to get past the third round. And so now that we're here, you know, since we, we talked yesterday about, well, since we're here, we might as well go compete. You know, there's no reason to get here and, and stop doing what has gotten us here to this point. So I'm going to use a very mild, not suitable for some things word. I've done this for a long time, and my wife is used to me when something happens that I'm not expecting. Mm-hmm. I'll text her, I'll be damned. <laughs> she got that text the other night. Because I, talking to your girls, they were confident. Right. But there's also, until you do it, right. it's hard for me, mm-hmm. hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. You could tell in the stands, there was some mm-hmm. parents that were kind of wrapped tight. Yeah. Until you do it, you haven't done it. I yeah. Really, I don't know. That's not very philosophical, but. Well, and, you know, I think that's that's very normal. Um, that's very normal for people to think that. I mean, we've kind of, you know, been the underdog, and, and I think even going. Cooper. Yeah. I, you know, even this weekend, I think that's what it'll look like. And mm-hmm. In fact, our quote today is kind of about being the underdog. And, you know, um, I have there's a lot of fight in this group. A lot of fight, and so until it's done, yeah, people are gonna doubt you, and that and that's okay, you know, because that's part of the competitiveness. That's part of just the amazing atmosphere that sports creates, and so um, we're good with that. We're okay, um, but we would we would love to be holding that trophy on Saturday as underdogs. It'd be pretty. You might say those words. I don't want to get you in trouble and make you say it now. And you're in good company because probably the. First time I said that is when I was covering LSU basketball and they beat Duke in Texas. Okay. Number one and number three seed, I think, to go mm-hmm. to the Final Four. Yeah. So you're in good company. We're in good company. And, oh, what a story it would be. If we, and, and we talked, I guess, you know, Chris Lovell came and talked to our girls. And and we and I think um, just to kind of how he, he um, phrased it was, you know, we, each of us have a pen in our own hand and we're able to write you know, whatever chapters we want as we, you know, continue this ride and, and what legacy do we want to leave. And this group of seniors, they're, they're pretty special. And, they're, and they've talked about, you know, of course, you know, they have already left this program better than they found it, but they're not done yet. And so they're still writing a chapter um, in their book. And so um, we work for that every day. If I remember right, when your football guys got to the semifinals the first time, mm-hmm. I think the, their motto that Chip had come up with was "Why not us?" Why not? Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a great motto, and that fits our our team well. You know, why not us? You know, we're deserving, and we've worked hard, and but you know, you got It's it's about how we perform tomorrow, so that'll tell a lot about about us tomorrow. And you're gonna need probably gonna need another Ollie or Strap or somebody because. They're yep. going to be a good enough team where they're going to be able to neutralize some of the stuff you guys do. For sure. And they and, and this team is, you know, and just watching film, they've got a lot of big hitters and their defense is pretty solid. Um, and so, you know, that's why we've been very focused on making sure that our hitters are, every single one of them are involved. And I think we're at our, we're a stronger team when, when we get everyone involved and not just rely on, you know, our big outsides. And so um, – Again, you know, we've beat, we've beat the, like, like beating a dead horse, I guess, you know, just repeating and saying that, but um, it's what's gotten us here. Of course, with Kennedy and such, it's what's gotten us here so this, this long. So we're going to keep, keep plugging at it. So because you're similar to Chip, Chip grew up in a Hall of Fame coach's house. You played for a Hall mm-hmm. of Fame coach. Right. What would Dean Weiss in this situation 
I asked you before we started, you you played on the state championship mm-hmm. basketball team. What would he be saying this week? I don't think there would be much different than what we've done. I mean, he's That's, very intentional about training all year for big mm-hmm. games. And it, we didn't just start, you know, the day before big games and say, oh, we got to do this. He was very intentional in that. And um, his preparation was like not many that I've seen. And so we prepared all year long for for the quote-unquote big games. And so um, I think we would just kind of fine-tune some things. Um, and he – we talk about calm. He was probably one of the calmest that I've been around. Now, when you didn't do things right, he did let you know. But um, <laughs> so as with any coach, but um, he was a lot of our calm, and we always felt real prepared um, with whatever situation we were going in. And so that's what I try to do for these girls. And and it's not just me, but our entire coaching staff. We've been watching a lot of film, and we'll do some um, specific things today that will will help will help that. But you know, tomorrow is just about believing in each other, um, playing for the warrior to your right and to your left. We talk about that a lot and just going in and executing um, as best we can. And I have a feeling years from now, these girls on Cooper's volleyball team will say the same thing about Dana Hill and how her and her coaches helped them get to this point. This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com, and this has been the regional tournament volleyball version of the Pirate Podcast.